0: I was shocked because Ow. who would have expect? He had a belly that hung down to his knees almost. Mm-hmm. And he was he had no muscle with you know. I'm
1: just I'm just curious. You, you you've got the record for the most uh, terminations at the WWE. If you pick up the phone and, and call Vince, does he answer? Do you get Vince on the phone quickly? No. No. You'd have to you'd have to work at it a couple of days to get Vince to call you back? I'm just no. curious. I never tried. You've never called they always call you? They bring you back, and then they fire you. Then they call you again. Is that how this works? Yeah. Never once give Vince a phone call. No. Very interesting. No. Interesting. So no, before, no. before Farrell's final question, I do want to
2: uh, – Tommy Rich was in here. He was telling a pretty cool story, and then me and Farrell were, like, cut him off about something. I forget what we were speaking Did to we? him about. Yeah. we. I, I, I again. I think I jumped on it. But,
1: Drinking again. Uh, he
2: was speaking about when he was tag team with you, and my question was, you know – being a white man in that time, wrestling with a black man, did he get a lot of pressure and a lot of problems with it? And then he started discussing something. I don't know, if Tony, if you could
0: continue on with that story, if you remember. Well, first of all, I want people to know, Tommy Wildfire Rich is not my friend. He's my brother. There you go. His mother seen us together, and she said... This is your brother. Y'all brother. Me and Tom and Riff were like, brother, we did everything together. We fought together. We got drunk together. We got laid together. One time, they going to, in a, I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and Ole Anderson was the booker. They were part of the Minnesota record crew, Ole and Gene Anderson. The the first Anderson brother was Laws and Gene. Mm-hmm. And then Ole came along. Later, Ole had his big mouth, it, it was, it was grating on the microphone, so they started pushing Ole Anderson. And then a fan and Lars Anderson ended up leaving and left Gene and Ole. They called himself the Minnesota Recruit. But anyway, they came to the office, KKK mummers, and they, I hope I don't get in trouble, I'm going to talk the way they said it. Is, can I do that? Yeah. Okay. They came to the office to talk to Oli and, and a guy named Charlie Smith. Now, Charlie Smith is still alive. Oli is still alive, too, but from what I hear, he's kind of goofy. Well, he's always been goofy, but even more goofy now. And I love Oli, because Oli was a straight shooter. He would tell the truth, whether he heard or not, he'd tell the truth. If you had a bad match, Oli would say, you're that drizzling shits. <laughs> he would just tell you that, you know. Uh, but anyway, they came to the office. And me and Tommy was in there training some uh, some of the kids. They had a, a gym with the ring uh, where they used to have wrestling there before they started going to the auditorium. And they said, hey, uh, y'all bringing that nigga to our show? And Ole Anderson said, yeah, we bringing our nigga. Because Ole used to call your nigga all the time. He had no no bones about it. Uh, because he got picked on a lot because he was Polish. So he was called a dumb Polak all the time. So he was giving it back to people. So he would call your name because they, they call him name. And uh, in the wrestling business, you had to be tough to that. You know, Especially in the older days, fans would call you names. Fans would spit on you. They would throw things on you. You could not turn around and punch a fan. You had to suck it up and take it. If you couldn't take it, you was in the wrong business. So Ole came in and told me. He said, yeah, he's going there. So then they left. So I'm in the car with Tommy Rich, and we get into this, this town called Kanye, Georgia. Conquer, Georgia, something like that. They had a sign that said, Nigga, don't let the sun set on your ass. Mm. I said, Tommy, take me back. Yeah, turn around. <laughs> we go, go back the other way. Yeah. Tommy said, yeah.
3: Hey, T, I got you back, T. Hey, you, you all right, T? You with me, brother? Don't worry about nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, take me back. So Tommy took me back right where my car was because Kanye, Georgia, is, is, is in the suburb of Atlanta. It's not that far. So where I left my car, I got my car. I didn't make that shot, and that's the shot that Tommy was talking about. I said, yeah, there was one town that Tony wouldn't go to. That's the town we're talking about. It was called Con- Kanye, Georgia. And then they told me story about they had a, a a black policeman and they ran him out of town. Oh, the hell, if they run a police in town, what the hell are they going to do with me? Right, right. Mm-hmm. We're called Con- Conquer, Georgia, something like it. Mm-hmm. Outside. If I look on the map, you can see the name, yeah, Georgia. But but they, but they they was real racist uh, back in them days. I remember I was driving with Conduct Bill in North Carolina, and uh, all, they didn't have all the interstate. It take a lot of back roads like going from a, you know, a lot of back roads back in the 70s. So there was this one place that we used to stop at all the time, Klondike Bill did at Johnny Weaver. And because the food was fantastic. See, they didn't have all the McDonald's. Most of them were truck stops. Mm-hmm. So you stop at these different truck stops. They sure. had these stops for trucks, not for everyday people. Mm-hmm. Because most people, they didn't travel like they did now. You know, you you, you grew up. If you grew up in, North, in Charlotte, North Carolina, you died in South Charlotte, North Carolina. People didn't migrate all the places like they do now. And I kept, and, and I was sitting there, I used to sit in the car, and they would go in, and they would get some food and bring it in the car too, because I couldn't go in. because this is early 70s, and they had just desegregated America. But there was still a lot of businesses that they believed that they had the right to choose who they want in their restaurant. I mean, the government was not really coming down on them that much like they do now. You know, to now, the guy, these people have been sued. So the guy, the guy said, looked out the word, and he asked Johnny Weaver. Hey, is that the Black Atlas? I used to wear a mask as Black Atlas. And, and he said, yeah, that's him. He said, boy, that boy got some muscle, don't he? This is what Johnny is telling me. And he said, yeah. He said, boy, I never saw a man built like him. He said, I'd like to meet him. So Clondike said, oh, i go get him. So Klondike Bill got up, walked out to the car They said, Tony, they wanted, the, the, the owner want to see you. So I go in. We take pictures of the gunner, had the old Polaroid cameras there. He said, go put that on the wall. Take pictures of the gun and everything. And I said, what is that smell? He said, that's my chili. He said, the best chili in North Carolina. South Carolina, Virginia, this side of the Macy Dixon land you never going to find any butter chili to my chili. So I said, wow. So I think I took pictures with him. I got invited to the store. I said, is it possible that uh, I have a bowl of that? He said, Tony, I would love to, but we don't serve niggas here. So I said, well, sir, I don't mean no harm, but I don't want one anyway. I just want a bowl of chili. Mm. The man started laughing. The Everybody in the whole place started laughing. So he said, I'll tell you what. You sit down there. I'm going to give you a bowl of chili. All right. I was the first black, but I didn't let it get to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And because I didn't let it get to me, the guy was just shocked.
1: Right. Right.
0: And he told Clonard, he said, every time y'all come through here, y'all bring that Tony in here. He said, I don't care what my customer say, Tony could eat here anytime he wants. <laughs> nice. I got called a nigga every time I went in there, but <laughs> the chili was good. <laughs> I right, so. <laughs> clear, the, clear the air
2: on this. The, the big rumor when it comes to your your, your brother Tommy Rich was uh, his relationship with Jim Barnett. Did you ever ask him did he have to do now, certain things for Barnett? This is where
0: people got mistaken with Tommy Rich. There was only one thing, one thing, and one thing only that Barnett liked about Tommy Rich. One thing. Was- Money. The first night Y'all don't realize this. Tommy Rich became a star in one night. This is how it happened. They brought Tommy in mm-hmm. to be a jobber. Right. He's right. going to be a jobber right. for Abdullah the Butcher. Abdullah. Because Abdullah, Abdullah, what he would do, Abdullah wrestled six months in the States. Mm-hmm. Then he wrestled six months in Japan. Sure. So Abdullah had just came back from uh, from Japan. And they didn't want to. Abdullah to beat up all destroy all the talent in Georgia. So they were bringing in talent to feed Abdullah from other places. Where Tommy Rich came through that curtain. Young, good looking you seen pictures of him when he was oh, young. Oh yeah. I mean this, he was the first Dwayne Johnson. He's a rock star. Just a beautiful young kid. He came through that door and the frickin' women went nuts. I bet. I bet. Tommy could not get to the ring.
1: <laughs> His first
0: night. He could not make it to the ring. Wow. They had to get people to move the women back to let him in the ring. They wanted to rape him going to the ring. He, he just walked through the door and the place went freaking ape. Amazing. Barnett was standing there. I had a mask on then I was black at he said, Can you believe this? He said, They didn't even see the wrestler yet. Right. They love because him. all wrestlers were big, rugged, you know, we were not pretty people. Right. Yeah, you know, If you're a pretty, you know, like we call Ric Flair a pretty boy. Right, right. But Tommy was a pretty boy. Right. Right. So anyway, make a long story short, Abdullah started getting heat. Now, for the fans that don't know what heat means, Abdullah started beating up on Poor Tommy. On, on, on Tommy. The kid. And Tommy had this bright, silky blonde hair that turned red. Ooh. The hair turned completely red. You're making the women very angry beating him up like this. The oh yeah! Only Anderson ran to the back. I, I just finished my match. I wrestled the Missouri Mauler. Okay, uh, uh, that night, and he said, "Tony, get your black ass out there and run Abdullah off." He said, "We're gonna have a ride. The people was coming to the ring You're to getting, get they're Abdullah. They getting crazy. Abdullah was shaking. <laughs> he was scared to death. He was scared to death. So my I put my mask on and I spoiled, <laughs> and I spoiled a tie so it don't come off. Well, I forgot to tie it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So I run to the ring. Wardrobe Abdulla, malfunction. Abdullah, when I looked at Abdullah, Tommy was a hell of a seller. That's what got him over. The way he, you know, he was a hell of a seller. Right. So Tommy's soul is so well that the people wanted to kill Abdullah. Abdullah could not get out of the ring. So when I jumped in the ring, Abdullah's eyes was as big as 256 piece. And Abdullah looked at me and said, slam me. Ain't never been slammed before. So I picked Abdul up to give him a slap, but because he was so big and my mask, time, my mask came out. <laughs> one real malfunction. And I had a big afro. Now imagine this, my head is like this. Poof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 That's
1: great, you big dummy.
0: <laughs> the I remember one lady was setting an order, with that, Oh my lord. You know what I did? Yeah. He just shot out just like yeah.
1: this.
0: Oh god. So then I I, I slammed Abdullah <laughs> and I started fighting Abdullah. Abdullah said, Stay on me, kid, stay on me. So I'm I'm hitting Abdullah Abdullah's Abdullah is backing up trying to get back to the drug room because they want to kill him. Right. The next day we was on a the show they called the Freddie Mother Show. And you can call Tommy up and ask him this. Barnett came in and said, Odie, I want you to start pushing him. Did you see the reaction of that crowd? <laughs> he said, I want you to push him. And Odie <laughs> didn't like him because Tommy didn't have the big muscles. Right. He was skinny back then.
3: Yeah, you know, yeah, He yeah, yeah,
0: sure. didn't have, a, he right. had good legs. He right. always had good legs. He was in but shape, he, but he wasn't jacked. Right, right. right. He wasn't, right. but his upper body was, he was thin. not strong looking. Right, right, but right. But he had good legs. Okay. You know, he always had, had, had big, strong looking legs. So he said, Odin, I want you to start using him. And Otis said, well, look at him. he got no muscle. got no chest, you know, flat chest. And he said, well, just put him with Tony Atlas. see, I think they they do good together. So he put him with me. So I'm on TV. Otis said, you got to get him over. You got to get him over with the fan. And I said, this is my friend Tommy Rich. He's not, he don't have 22-inch bicep. He don't have a 50-inch chest. He can't bench press 500 pounds. But what Tommy got... It's fire. Nice. He got a lot of fire. Nice. He's like a wildfire. Oh, he boy. burned up that rain. He's Cha-ching. like a wildfire. Cha-ching. The next day, we go in the rain together, and I've been there for about a year and a half, longer than Tommy. Mm-hmm. And everybody started hollering, wildfire, wildfire. I gave him that name <laughs> man, by accident. Oh, man.
2: Unbelievable. Man, oh, man. You need royalties. Yeah, really. All right, we're almost done, Tony. I want to thank you for joining us. It's always, always a pleasure to have you. Send us out with that story about Greg Valentine. Pharaoh's favorite, and
0: what was that now?
2: Didn't Valentine try to? He got the a, a message was sent out to take care of you by Vince. I thought we well, ever, not
0: just him, Valentine. Ouch. See, I always knew when I got in the ring with people, they want sale sell for you, so you had to take it. See, Vince, but Vince told me this because he was pissed at me. He said, I can't use you on bottom because you're too good. Right. And I can't use you on top. Because? You're too good to be on bottom, but I can't use you on top. There was no because for the on top? So what Vince <laughs> liked to do with people, he liked to, in the olden days, not now, but in the olden days, they would beat you up before you leave. that, that what happened with Ernie Land and, and, and the Briscoe. They tried to beat up Ernie Land, but Ernie Land ended up beating them up. <laughs> Eddie Graham was known for that. He would get shooters around, like Bob Roop and all these guys. Mm-hmm. And when a guy screw up or something, they put a shooter in mm-hmm. to beat you up in the ring. Because mm-hmm. if you going to get beaten up, Vince don't want you. They didn't want you getting beat up. Now, i talk talking about Vince Jr. I'm talking about that's how the business was. Sure. They would put somebody in that could just beat the crap out of you. Sure. So, and they could make money at the same time. Then they tell people, well, they got a grudge. It's a grudge match." You open your head to turn them Day the grudge match. or grudge match is really a real fight. Right. But they do it in the ring so they can make money. Why beat the guy up in the dressing room where nobody can see it, take him in the ring and beat the crap out of him where everybody can see it, and make money? Because mm. people love to see a real fight. That's right. why people used to have the question, is wrestling fake or not? Because sometimes they would have two wrestlers that they hated each other, so the promoter would put them in a match against each other. Let them kill each other. Yeah. But during that time, everybody was like that. Piper was like that. Piper would not sell for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Valentin didn't want to sell for me. Mm. You watch the match with me and Paul Andor. They wanted to go in and they wanted to just beat you up. Because I'm the one doing the job. So they figured if he's doing the job, he don't mean nothing to the office. But, see, I was trained by Carl Gotts, Killer Kowalski, Klondike Bill, Johnny Weaver, Wahoo McDaniel, the old school. And as a kid, you have to learn how to take care of yourself. He said, there ain't nothing wrong with losing. It's how you lose. He said, if you're going to lose a match, make sure you take, make sure you take 70% of that match. He said, if you do that, the fans will always be behind you. SD Jones did that. That's why SD number won a match, but the fans love him. Johnny Rod's number one, but the fans love it. They were both because great. Johnny yeah. Rod would take his share. Sure. sure. You may beat Johnny, but he got Johnny gonna take at least at least 70% of that match. With Johnny Raw, he would lay down for you at the end. But during the match <laughs> he would fight you tooth and nail, brother. Mm. Tooth mm. and freaking nail. He will not back up for one Iola. And S.D. Jones was like that. So I knew that from the old school to keep Vince for killing me off. There's a match y'all got to show where I Adrian Adonis ah. in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. At the end of the match, I put Adrian Adonis over. You can hear every audience at my Garden saying these words. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Got the chance, Bullshit. Chant, huh? Got the chance. Okay. But I made myself look so good mm-hmm. that when I lost, it looked fake. Right. right. That's why Vince had to get rid of me. Tony, I gotta, I gotta ask this. He you? couldn't beat me in the ring. I gotta ask this just for the hell of it. I mean, He tried I'm... to get Bundy to beat me up. And I'm gonna go back Joshua to thank Bundy for the match. And Bundy said, Tony Atlas, Bench pressed 600 pounds. When I was a rookie, he pressed me over his head. Yeah. He pressed 300-pound men's over his head.
3: Yeah.
0: He's a state wrestling champion. Yeah. Golden Glove boxing champion. Yeah. He said, I'm a worker vest, not a shooter. There he you said, go. you want somebody to shoot with Tony Atlas? There you, go. you go and get somebody that been in the Olympics.
1: So uh, is is it safe to say that if Valentine followed instructions and you guys are going at it for real, this is not gonna turn out well for
0: my family? I wasn't gonna give him nothing. He wasn't giving me nothing. It would have been I a hell of was Saba Simba then. Okay. That when I was Saba Simba. Right. But but because he was tag team and doing real good with uh the Honka Talk man. When they had that tag oh, the team? Rhythm and blues yeah. team, rhythm and blues. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was like on top right. and I was advanced and this was during, uh, uh after I thought left AWA, as so Vince brought me back to kill me off, to jar me out. Uh-huh. I never won a match that whole for two years. I uh, lost for two years. So he's
1: sending Blackhead Valentine after you. That's not the same anyway. Uh, that's not the same anyway, sending a blackhead Valentine. Was it he on black hair when he was in Rhythm and Blues? Yeah, yeah. Black- yeah that's yeah, not the yeah, same. yeah
0: That's not the same. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. He, <laughs> he was with him and the harmonica, and they were pushing Ted Debiase, so they had a whole new crew. So all of us old guys, that's where, that's why where Rocky number went back, because Rocky Johnson, they started jobbing us out. We lost the belt. Sure. So Rocky and my Square Garden when we left, Rocky walked up to, and, and, and The Rock brought that up, it was his there for leaving. Because Mama Rock was not in WrestleMania 2, and I was. So I, I remember Rock brought that up in the program and said, say, yeah, could you could have been in uh, WrestleMania 2 right. with Tony Atlas. Right. Well, what Rock did, he told Vince, you are not going to make a job out of me like you did S.D. Jones, and mm. he walked out.
3: Mm.
2: Well, with that, Tony, I want to thank the fans for joining us. want to thank you for joining us. Thanks, thank Tony. you for answering well, you, all Marty. these questions. And Farrell, you want to send us
1: out? You've been watching Monty and the Pharaoh with the oh legendary. Oh, say, Uh-oh.
0: can I? see hoping you I could get through it before saying it. Doesn't look like By <laughs> the dawn, early light what so probably real? At the twilight last gleam where whoso strikes in bright star through the peril of dawn was so proud year. <laughs> That I fled was still there. Oh, Satan, Star Spangled <laughs> Banner, <battle> ye way <laughs> from the land of the free.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, <he's calling> <laughs>
0: Be proud of who we are, Americans.
1: And there you have it, folks. God bless my underwear. See you next week. Later.
2: consider um one of the greats of all time oh yeah oh yeah and the one uh, humbling thing about doing the show is you get to meet some of these ladies and gentlemen Uh uh-huh and the majority of them turn out to be such wonderful wonderful human beings can i get this in real fast
1: yes this this show was, was was created out of the love, the true love for pro wrestling mm. from two guys who grew up and have known each other for over 40 years, junior high. We genuinely loved it. We used to practice it in the backyard. And I can say with confidence that some of these guys who got supposed real training, you never would have survived what we did to each other on the hard ground in the wintertime in New York back in the day. But this show was based on... The love of people like the man who's sitting to our right. Well this I, was everything that we wanted in it to have in mind for for these kinds of wrestlers. I also I mean I we, wa- we are blessed. I
2: also want to say, Farrow, it's very it's very humbling to have oh, yeah. people watching this show. Oh
1: my god, yeah. Like
2: the Maria Davises or oh, my like god. the Todd B. Crafts, oh, right? Oh my god. That show the respect and they tune in every week. Yeah. And you know what? How many times they say how funny they are and they make me laugh. Our audience, but anyway, is hilarious. this whole thing has been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. But unfortunately, Unf- and I'm going to make this. Why clear. does there always have to be an unfortunately? <laughs> so before I even go to uh, here we go. Before we even go to this, I, I want uh. everybody to understand that we will question Mr. Atlas. Okay. He <sighs> will answer. No. Yes. We will take a commercial break, and then. All the fans out there, ask whatever you want to Mr. (laughs) Atlas. He will not deny you the opportunity to challenge him on anything. All right. But allow us to ask these questions. And everybody, there will be other wrestling talk. But first. Sure. Sure. Tony, in life, you want it to be pleasurable to the best of your ability. But then sometimes it's this rat. It just gnaws (laughs) at you and nibbles on you, right? (laughs) Yeah. And you're sitting on the front. It's just.
1: <laughs> this rat. Is it on your toe? Is like 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 nicking at you. Big toe. And you know, you know,
0: he says things. And oh. More like flies. You know, you keeps. In a you portal party. In a portal party. This is a rat.
2: This is a rat. You know why it's a rat? Because <laughs> rats, so rats steal, right? Rats take. Ooh. They 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 go behind your back. They do all this really 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 stuff, and rat again people don't know me per se but like we've been invited to come to someone's studio sure come at... the dude doesn't want to meet me in person no it'll be
3: ugly yeah,
2: good because... lord i am an exterminator but that's not the point <laughs> holy raid can batman tony next <laughs> you started up with boston wrestling okay very entertaining show because of you
0: thank you absolutely how does it start with Mr. Dan Marotti? Well, I was home one day, and Dan gave me a phone call. And before I say this, I want all the fans to do to do one thing for me. I want them, not, like I said, I'm, I'm, I don't know all about this technology stuff. I want the fans to get me on the Steve Walker show. You know what Steve does, right? Shoot, yes. Steve put you on that live detect machine. Now the guy that Steve got to do his live detect, he's the best in the world. Okay. He worked for the FBI. He did all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Live detector machine. Right. You know, cause I could say one thing today, somebody else, I don't have power on the internet. I, I'm silenced. I, I can't talk to people on the internet, on the, my Facebook. The only time I could talk or, 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 or defend myself is when Nice people like you come along. So, I want to be on the Steve Walker show. So, contact Marty and the Farrell to get <laughs> Tony Atlas on the Steve Walker show. To for everything that I'm going to tell y'all now, I want to do it on a live detective machine. That way, we know who's lying and who's not lying. This is how it started. Dan called me one day, told him about the program he's trying to put together. He said, What would it cost to get you down here? And I said, Dan, I try to. I'm gonna try to give you the best deal I possible. I said I work for Steve it with Top Rope Wrestling. Okay. I said I charge you the same as I charge him. He said, What did he pay you? I said, Give me four fifty. He go, uh, What can you do it for two hundred? I said, I said no, I I can't. I can't do it for two hundred. He said, Yeah, but he said, but. This is the, the beginning of things. Things will get big and we're going to do good and give me a whole bunch of, of stuff. My wife is sitting there going <laughs> the whole time, the whole time. She's going, don't do that. Okay. So Fred, I said, Dan, can you at least give me 300? Well, I I know I could do the 200. And uh, my wife going, me being Tony, not, not too smart. I took the deal. But i said look i could do it when i got something when i'm coming through your area and i got people like maj could tell you the same thing okay uh, uh, uh johnny i'm gonna mess up his name i call him uh, callahan but then the other day he told me it's not callahan it's Callahurst. okay now john Johnny helped me out a lot him and his wife mary are wonderful people so y'all want any million billions or Autograph picture or anything. In fact, I'm going to drop by on the 27th of this month just to say hi to him. He just told me I set up something so you can make some money. I said, Johnny, you don't have to do that. He said, no, I want to do it for you. I said, Johnny, you don't have to do that. You ask Johnny. i tell you the same thing. Johnny Callahan, I love mm-hmm. him. And I Ford had a little... I going? got drunk one day and hollered at his wife. <laughs> she got mad at me. <laughs> oh, that's a <laughs> surprise. <nice. laughs> <laughs> Johnny, if Mary... Listen, Mary, I'm sorry that I pulled an ox baker on you. Oops. And I, it won't happen again. If I hollered at <laughs> you again, Mary slapped me. Just, that's what my wife do. Monica would just backhand me when I, when I get to it. <laughs> ran bunch <laughs> with her. But I was drunk and the skirt all that and hurt her feeling. And I felt bad about that. So I want to take this out of first to say I'm sorry to Mary. There you go. There and you go. and I'm gonna go back there to 27 to apologize to Mary and okay. to shake Johnny's hand and thank him for everything he ever did for me. He's a great, 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 great person. Excellent. John John Callahurst of M A J Collector Talk gaming Product. But anyway, back to the story. You know how I do. I get all off into everything. <laughs> come back. Anyway, to the come Sony. back. Come <laughs> back to yeah. me. Anyway, if I had a show like I live in Maine.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if
0: I'm driving to New York, that's a 360-mile trip. Wow. So I said, well, I got expenses. I got the rental car. I got gas. I got tow, people that travel. I got food. So if somebody offered me $500 in my head right off the bat, I estimate how how much it's going to cost me to get there. Sure. So if it's going to cost me uh, $200 to get there, somebody give me three, 500 then I know I'm gonna make it 300. To me, all that that's a three, that's not 500. To me, that's 300 because it cost me 200 to get there. So I said I had to figure out a way of making my expense money. Mm-hmm. So I, I called Dan. I said, "Yeah, Dan, we could do it when I'm coming through your area." Right. But I don't know what happened. He wanted me to come down there when I didn't have nothing. Well, me being me, I did it a couple of times. Which, which, the, to defend, because you Okay. That
2: now, was your here, decision.
0: You accepted that. I accepted that. That's right. I, I made that decision. I'd accept it. But then it got to the point uh, prices started going up. And uh, I remember one trip, and I told Dan this. I told him many a times. I, every time he paid me, I, I, I talked to him about it. He just smiled and walked away like I was a piece of shit. And uh, I told him, I said, Dan, you know, it's cost me a lot more to do your show without something to go with it. So then one time I had to go to Pennsylvania. No, Atlanta City, New Jersey, from uh Mike Hamiter. He runs the, the, uh, the show boat in uh in, in uh uh New Jersey, uh, Atlanta City in New Jersey. Okay. It's a for me, it's a six and a half to a seven hour drive. Mm. So I said, Well, I go down, I do Boston wrestling. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, I stay in Boston cause that would take two hours. it's a two hour drive for me to, to Melrose. It take me two hours of driving. So I said, the next day I just got five hours to do. So I said, Dad, I come down and I'll do your show. Can you get me a hotel room? Oh, sure. Tony, we we'll get your hotel room. So I drive down. He get the hotel room from it. I went to get my $200. He gave me, uh, what was it, $55. And I said, uh, what is this for? He said, it's the rest of your pay. He said, I had to deduct the room for your, uh I took the pay, the, you know, out of the room. So I, you know, I said, oh, forget about it. I'm on my way to Atlanta City. The guy in Atlanta City is going to pay me 1200 bucks Plus, I sell all the gimmicks I want. So I'm looking at, you know, about a fifteen hundred. But you had just
1: anyway. lost almost three quarters of your intended pay.
0: Right. So, so I'm left with fifty bucks. But and I how, got a hope. And, th- and how many hours what? do you shoot? How many hours to, do you shoot? Dan, we started wrestling? shooting at three o'clock during the day, and we would be finished at nine o'clock. So it's about six hours of, of taping. Six so you hours. had to drive for hours.
1: To do six oh. hours of taping and pay for your own room and get 50 bucks basically, yes. $55. and
0: this is honest God truth. Wow, how I I generous. I'm gonna, wow. If I can get on Steve Worko, I'm going to tell the same thing. My mother told me one thing. She said, when you tell a lie, you have to tell another lie to cover that one up. Sure. Another lie to tell that one. Sure. Lie. And by the time you get through at the end, you don't know what lie you told. Yeah. But when you tell the truth, it comes out the same every time of course every time anyway i, I got more go story ahead. Go ahead. another time uh i went down for Dan, and i'm trying to help dan this was for him because mm-hmm. i was running late because see what i used to do i work at a gym in the morning as a personal trainer i go to the gym at six in the morning to train people i train people from six in the morning until 12 o'clock on the days i had to work for boston resident i get off work at 12 o'clock go get the rental car go get the rental car okay without stopping then i'm i'm up at at four in the morning now uh, but so i've been up since four because sure. i gotta have breakfast every day sure. i'm at the gym from six until 12 then i will go straight to the rental car place get a rental car and drive to melrose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I'm starving. I ain't eating up there, say, 4 o'clock in the morning. And you've had a full day before noon. Exactly. Quite honestly. I don't put in all them hours. Right. So I called Dan one day, and I said, Dan, to save you some time so that we could get started earlier. Because you say you got a lot of things to do so we could start early. I said, can you get one of them kids that you that work with you to go get me some chicken wings? He said, sure. So I get there. They have my chicken wing. You all, you remember how you sat there eating the chicken wings? The reason I ain't ate them chicken wings, people don't know, I ain't ate all day. And there was no time between, from, from six o'clock in the morning, I'm running. I'm running. I work a regular job. You know, I'm not rich. I'm, I'm a very poor man. So, when I get there, Dan go to pay me. He gave me 180 bucks. I said, Dan, you cut me 20 bucks. He said, well, I had to pay for them chicken wings. I didn't say nothing. I'm driving home. My wife is telling me, don't go there no more. He's taking advantage of it. My wife kept telling me that. She kept telling me. As that. a good wife would say. By the way, my wife is in the hospital now with a stroke. By the way, oh, I want to ask boy. you, how is Monica Sorry. doing? I talked to her about at, right before you came to pick me up. She's yeah. all happy. She's worried about me being in a car accident or something, or something happened to me. She always worry about me. She loved me to death, and I love her the same way. She's the greatest woman in the world. So I get home that day, then the virus hit, Mm. you know, there's other stories to go with that, but I'm just trying to make everything brief. I want to make something clear. We're going to get through the whole story, but your wife's ill.
2: Yes. Everybody knows this. Yes. Now, let me ask you, you know, when you work with someone for a while, do you, do you think you build a friendship with that person? You would think so. Okay. But at this point you're working with Maradi. Do you, would, did you consider him a friend?
0: Yes so wait a minute,
2: wait, had- wait
1: wait 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 how can how wait a second he knows your wife is sick and this is how he treats you i yeah. just want to make sure i'm getting this clear before i completely fucking explode but are you serious well i'm the type of guy i mean what is that though he's I, if he's your friend then why is why would he possibly do it something a, like that
0: it was a ra- i was raised i was going <laughs> to work for a guy oh. see i was raised in I'm the country bad. see y'all city slickers I'm an old country boy from the hills of Virginia. We're city slickers? Wow. go, I would go haul hay for a guy all day long. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, he gave me four dozen of eggs. Right. It was called horse trading right. in yeah. the older days. Right. So I'm used to doing a lot of work and getting right. a little bit back. I think I, you're right, I, I'm, Tone. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm because, not haul, yeah. I'm not
1: hauling hay, so I think it's I am a city
0: slicker. That, Thanks a lot. Where, go on. Well, it's the way I, I was raised. Of course. I, I got this way as long as I... Conduct Bill, you tell me you have to take the big ones with the little ones. Sure. And sure. uh I, I just overlook things. I, I just let it go. I, I don't let it interfere with my happiness. It's, I like I like to be happy. Tony, it sounds you like know, you trust
1: people. When you stop and think about it, ab- comes down to When you, you, you- stop and
0: think about it. I started in the seventies. Right. How many wrestlers are still active today? Not many. that started in the seventies. Right, not many so i i feel fortunate i you know, i feel proud to be an american i just feel proud when i get something sometimes you know what i get makes me happy sometimes what i get it never make me sad i never sad. i just get what called disappointed mm-hmm. so when the virus hit uh uh the studio closed in boston mm. the studio closed mm-hmm. so dan couldn't take so he asked me, he said, can we come to your house and tape? So he's going to drive from Melrose up to Maine. He's like, hey, keep
2: Boston wrestling. Keep the wrestlers working, right? Keep them working. Yeah, that's what he said. To keep them all
0: working. Keep them working. So he drove up to Maine to meet me at my house. I said to myself, I said, boy, that's great. I said, for the first time, when did I first start with them? For the first time. I don't know what when I started with Boston Ride, but okay. I said for the first time in my life, mm. Dan gonna pay me what he promised, because I got no expenses. Okay. This was gonna be the first time, the right. first
1: time. There's, there's no
0: gas, there's no hotel,
1: there's no I'm gonna right. get
3: right. $200. Yeah.
0: Dad, he got to give me $200. Got I don't a. have to pay for no rent or car. He's, I don't have to pay for no food. Up. I got, got no expense. I can sit home and make my $200. This is a slam dunk. I was happy as a hog in slop. Right. Then he paid me. rounds? around. Then he paid me 100 bucks? Wait, I said, whoa. What? I thought it was 200 what? I thought, I thought it was $200 for the taping did he charge you for his gas to get there i don't he I, took a hundred dollars <laughs> out and i asked him i asked him damn no i'm telling the truth He know damn i don't care what he tells the boston wrestling fan right he know i'm he know right. damn well i'm telling the freaking truth and at this point i have hey <laughs> i have no reason to lie i'm right. an old man Tony, i, I want to I reiterate during i'm this telling time, the damn truth i, wanna- I did I want to reiterate, myself. at go. this time, go, Monica is still in the hospital. My wife is in the hospital. She's in the hospital. Interesting. Suffering with a stroke. But you
2: know what? I'm going to defend Dan here. I'm going to defend Dan. Why? Like, I'm sorry, Tony. I'm going to
0: have to. Why? All right, The five, guy's go. using his website, and he's selling your artwork. Yeah, but him. he promised me $200. Okay, but He I... promised... Hey, a man is only as good, good as, as his word. word, what my mother taught me. Imagine
1: well, now, that. I, now, let me
0: imagine finish the Go ahead, God. go ahead, let go, me ahead. Tony. so... He gives me $100 instead of the 200 I can't believe this guy. Okay. But being Tony, I said, well, at least I made <sighs> 100 And this time he paid for my meal Tone. and the Corona beer that I was drinking. Tone. So I said, well, at least I got a free meal out of him. And a, and
2: a, beer. <laughs> and a, beer. And a beer. And a Corona beer. And a beer. For six hours. That's, yeah, that's it. Cost wow. me it costs $100. Chicken cost wings and a beer, six hours. It's, six
0: hours. Good pay. That's great. It, 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 so finally, uh... <laughs> The studio opened back up the mm. studio opened back up okay so i drove down i couldn't get my deal with the rental car no more rental car went up so the rental car was a hundred and twenty dollars for the right, rental car right when i add up my expenses now he's supposed to pay me 200. sure my expense was 275 dollars
1: oh great nothing like losing money so now i'm paying
0: That's... out of my <laughs> pocket i'm spending <laughs> money with my wife in the hospital mm-hmm. great no work great broke living on social security i'm a senior citizen sure, so i live sure. off of social security mm-hmm. so then, now i spend 70 i'm paying to you're work paying. to be on his program i'm you're, paying you're paying so i said dan wow. i can't keep doing it he said well i can get you some some more money i said well how are you gonna do that so he started soliciting me to do artwork for him so you can make
2: it up there i'm gonna get you artwork so right give
0: me the art- like, but gotcha. what you don't understand, That's I, got, I still gotta do the work. Mm-hmm. Of course. I mean, it like I got a machine to run off artwork. Right. It takes me a week to do one of them artwork. Well, of course. It's a week.
1: That's your timetable. So table. I work
0: all week. hmm Dan charged them one seventy five. I get a hundred.
2: Wait a minute. Hold on. What? This is my first time hearing that. You charge one seventy five. Right. And Dan Give me a hundred percentage wise. It takes almost almost the, Seven, f- it's getting close to half. It's well if he takes Dan takes seventy five, you charge. He's it's getting a hundred. He's getting he's, he's taking right, half, he's taking so close, close to so half. So Dan's taking forty percent
0: for what? For for getting me to work. Oh, so he's getting you to work. Right.
2: So it's a forty. Right. And so walk. when
0: I come down, it's it instead of giving me uh if I do two artwork, instead of giving me two hundred, give me four hundred. If I do one artwork, he give me three, he give me that, the hundred. He said see, I told you I make you more money. I said that's okay. Then one Christmas, he come around with this paper. He want me to sign the, the letters. Mm. I said, what are these letters for? He said, always help you and wrestler to make some money. He started soliciting money, had people to send me money to help me to pay my rent. To pay your rent? Yeah, yeah, to pay my mortgage. Oh, okay. I never saw a penny of it. What? What? Yeah, he would use me to solicit money from people. That and he pocketed you, the money.
1: Do you have any idea how much he accumulated? No. That's, One guy told you know what, me. Wait, a, you know what that
0: is? The, Fraud! There was a buddy, of man, uh, that, that told me at a convention. He said, Hey, Tony, uh, I, I see you having problems with Dan trying to help you to get around. Well, he said, You got 400 or some dollars, you know, in the, you know, Hey, I donated
2: to you, brother. I'm, I'm here to help you. Your wife's in the hospital, bro. Yeah. I, I donated
0: to Boston so I Wrestling, four hundred dollars. I've never seen none of that money. You know, where you the, didn't what? see anything. Not a not a frickin' penny. So finally, wow. I was talking to some people when you know with the corona hit, everything got cancer. Mm-hmm. So a buddy man named Larry Huntley, he said Tony, you should get on Facebook. Okay. He said you can set home if you need to make for what this guy pay you. You could make more money mm-hmm. sitting home. That's right. So one day I, I kept brushing them off, brushing them off, brushing them off. Finally, I said, okay, let's do it. So I went out, bought me a little laptop. You know, went to Verizon. You know, got my sure. Facebook account and everything. Mm-hmm. And me and old Larry Huntley, he runs wrestling. In fact, I'm wrestling for Larry Huntley at the Scott Hegan Fair. Okay. And Larry started helping me. And he drove. He drive fifty miles. He lived fifty miles from me, but because me and Larry been friends from all oh no back since the nannies, you know he drives up, and I try to give him money for gas. He wouldn't take it. So what I do, I would buy him food and do what right. I can to help Larry right. and everything. And uh, so we did a virtual sale. I did one virtual sale. Hell, I made seven hundred bucks. Hello. <laughs> Uh, hello. I gave Larry, I gave Larry a hundred dollars. Maybe there's something me. to this Facebook. Yep. yep. You know, I thing. I gave Larry, I gave Larry a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And the three people, the two people he brought with me, I gave everybody a hundred bucks. Okay. I made four hundred dollars. I didn't even have to leave my room. Took me one hour to do it. Wow. I said, shit. Yeah, huh? Going to Boston Wrestling, I make freaking a hundred bucks if I'm lucky. And I gotta and there's a ten hour day. See it's two hours driving. Mm-hmm. Six hours of taping. Of course. And a two-hour drive back. Nice. So the day, Great. for me, the day went from 1 to 11. Right. I leave my house at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I get home at 11 o'clock. Right. Sometime 1130, depending on the traffic. Gotcha. It was a full, you know, it's 11-hour, 10-11-hour day for me. Mm-hmm. So I said, I did it on on uh, January, January the 15th. I'm sitting there, I'm eating my chick. right Dan is doing a virtual now. He now he don't start so doing virtual selling with my artwork and stuff. So I'm sitting there eating. I said, Dan, I'm getting me a computer. Yeah. Dan, I'm getting you can watch his tape. If he got that tape, you can see it on tape. He got this tape. He's doing a virtual. I said, Dan, I'm getting my computer. I'm I don't want to sell on your virtual. I'm gonna be doing my own virtual norman. So then he called for uh, the thing. I said, "I'm not working for you no more," mm. and that's what happened. Okay. Now I hear from people. I hear from people. He well, Dan been texting me and emailing me. I mean, not email, but been texting me. I gave Marty one of them. I've been deleting them. So Tony, I want to I want to alert the fans
2: out there. So when this went on, you and me, you and I, we spoke on the phone. Hey, what's up? You told me the story. I said, good for you. Do you do you end your relationship with him? Just do you. Take care of yourself. Absolutely. That's what you did. Yep. That's right. So J twelve says out there, What's the end game for us? For us? Hold on. Okay. The end game? So This is not a game. When Go you on. said, hey, yeah, cool, I'm just doing me, and you disappeared, you didn't bother with the guy, and he kept texting you. I left him wrong. And then I didn't really know much about Boston Wrestling. And right. then all of a sudden, I'd hear this guy talking trash about you. Now, I didn't like it. So we asked you to come on. Remember, you called in. Mm-hmm. And you were nothing but a professional. You mm-hmm. didn't badmouth him, even though he claims we tried to bait him in. Didn't I, have you have no, I have no you didn't say a word. A word. I don't want to work for him yana, no yana, yana. That's it. So I don't want nothing to do with it. Thank you. you. That's it. Again. Right? This continues on simple and then recently something happened with Marty Gennetti. right and then you alerted to me other videos with Kamala talking about right what I, and this sure and I said you know what I'm not going so I'm gonna go back I'm not gonna sit here I consider Genetti a friend sure I consider mr. Atlas a friend. of course I'm not gonna let this shit go on anymore I will use this program to stop this nonsense he could have just left you alone and that's, there's, that's and there's all, nothing him. he on. won't
0: do it but instead, he still talks about you seven months brother seven months every other day i get a threat you know what he's threatening to do with me now take a guess
2: what's he threatening to do?
0: he want to report me to the irs so they stop so he could uh, uh take uh, uh, so they stop sending he want to take away my social security check Cause he's mad that he can't underpay also, you and overwork the, the you. The only income I got is my Social Security check, and because I want work for Dan Morella, he wanna. I, I, I showed him because I knew y'all gonna. They gonna call me. Dan gonna call me a liar. I knew that because he done that before. He called you I a thief on the last me.
1: on the last video I saw with Cena Senior
0: just yep, two days yep, well, ago. I knew two days knew, ago. Whatever I, the fuck it was. I knew from before when people asked me why did I stop, and I told them the truth dad went on and called me a liar he made fun of me he said stuff like now who would work for 50 bucks that even that was put like pouring salt in the room because i done that you did right, it. right. i did it right. now i'm really feeling so like a, outrageous now I'm, are, feel, right. I'm really feeling like a fucking idiot this guy fucked me up the ass and don't don't even give me a kiss and then and then and then he gonna i, I hope i didn't say nothing wrong absolutely not no. and, and i said enough is enough I don't want nothing to do with him. I don't want nothing to do with him. Well, me. how does it how does it make you feel now, when you're on that show? He's going out to my... Look, if I'm such a horrible person, if I'm so horrible, if I'm stealing from you, if I'm lying about you, why in the in hell are you playing my tapes? When Vince man get rid of somebody, he don't keep showing their matches? Why is I'm on Boston freaking wrestling? Why? Why are you showing my tapes? Why are you selling my tapes if I'm such a horrible piece of crap? I wouldn't sell the tape of no horrible piece of crap. I wouldn't sell the tapes of a of, of a liar. I wouldn't sell the tapes of a thief. Now I'm a thief. Now he's going out to my freaking Social Security. He ain't going That's to all shit. I got left. Damn, what do you shit. want me to do?
3: You want my after- freaking Social Security check? You want my Social Security check now? What? What? <laughs> what? Are you gonna take my social security for me? I want 60 fucking years for that social security check! Are you gonna take it and all them broadband people that upon you for my social security check? Why? You never took a fucking bump in your life! You never did nothing for this business except for sucking like a fucking leech! I tried to ignore you, man! I left you alone! Why you can't leave me alone? What you want me to do? Come down there and beat your cropper ass into Bolivia? You cannot whoop my ass, boy! I would beat the living dog shit out of you.
2: Tony, take a break. We're going to take a commercial break. Go, We're yeah. taking a commercial break.
1: We'll be right back,
3: guys.
4: fans around the corner around the world i'm dan marati and this is your boy jcg aka jay the god whether you are down the street or anywhere in the northeast fans the day has finally come as we prepare to celebrate 20 years of boston wrestling mwf all-inclusive vip packages and tickets are on sale for our back to the 80s wrestle fest 20th anniversary it is going to be a happening a vip exclusive q a with the great 80s legends an autograph and photo fan fest and professional wrestling so hot it's gonna blow the roof off of memorial hall you can get your tickets at boston wrestling beginning in three two one go Wrestling fans, it's time to rock. WWE legend Marty Jannetty of the Rockers returns for three big nights, Wednesday, September the 1st through Friday, September the 3rd. Marty will be taping historical Wrestling Insider episodes, live specials, in cyber autograph signings. Support wrestling superstars. Pre-order autographed 8 by 10s now over at bostonwrestling.com. This September, get your sunglasses ready. It's time to party with Marty.
0: This is Mick Foley. This is Harley Race. This is Shelton Benjamin. This is Mr. Wonderful Paul Lawendorf. This is the Monster Abyss.
1: And this is Daniel Bryan. This
2: is JBL, and you're watching the MWF. Be there,
4: live! Wrestling fans around the corner, around the world, I'm Dan Barotti. And I'm John Cena Sr. Fresh back from vacation, he's like uh, he's like fruit fresh off the tree. Well, as somebody said, I'm the most boring person in wrestling. Well, or as my Joe said, you know, she was a little juicy when she saw you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. Sorry about that one. Johnny, you know what? I, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but because it is something that has taken over almost the, uh, or dominating the pr- live premiere chats that we have, and I consider it a waste of time, uh, about two waste of time as far as I'm concerned. You have a wannabe Andrew Dice Clay and a wannabe Howard Stern wearing their sunglasses at night. Um, that do this program out in New York. I don't know them. They could be fine human beings, for all I know, aside from their little personas that they try and project, but for whatever the odd reason, it seems like a lot of their programs, or at least the links that are sent to us by the fans, are dominated around our shows, about, about me, you know, being the uh, uh, Joe Exotic of professional wrestling, abusing all of the uh, the wrestlers like Joe Exotic did to his Tigers at his Amusement Park or whatever that was down south and you there was a video with the thumbnail of you from the uh, TD Garden sold out with over 4 million people watching you on the USA Network saying that you're the most boring man in professional wrestling Wow, that's a surprise because if
5: they saw the full clip they would have got the real applause that we got from that and when it went backstage Big Show and several other wrestlers says they have never laughed so hard in their lives. So you know what? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't take issue with anybody because you have your opinion, I have my opinion, and the wrestling world has theirs. But I will say this, Dan, anytime you wanna call me, anytime
4: you wanna email me, anytime you wanna chat, I'm not hard to find Well, Well, I'm sure they'd try and find a way to exploit it. I don't get, with so much going on in the world of professional wrestling, why they focus so much on what goes on here in the studio. I know they tried to do clickbait, and they tried to get Tony Atlas to bury me on the show after Tony stole all that, stole all that money. But uh, Tony wouldn't go that far. He just said, you know, Boston Wrestling can't afford me anymore. And you know what? If that's how Tony wanted to phrase the theft, so be it. Then they had Marty Jannetty on. Marty was in, it looked like something out of one of those found footage movies. I Marty was hidden clip. in some car and with a flashlight on, And again, they tried to, oh, how bad was Stan Moriarty to you? And and what did Marty say? He had some long days. He might have overdone it exercising, which he did. He had a a, a lady friend visit him the night before with some uh, things, and it led to a pretty rough Sunday. So one thing I think, Johnny, you have known me, and you will speak very negatively about me when you feel it is necessary. Do you think I am someone that takes advantage of and and abuses all the veteran wrestlers? No, if I did, I wouldn't be sitting here.
5: Uh, And if you did, the boys, the older wrestlers, wouldn't be coming to work here. And, you know, I I just want to add one thing. I have nothing against those two guys. I watched the podcast with Jannetty. I thought it was sleazy, and I don't mean that in a bad way. They tried to bait him into saying something that he didn't want to say, and Marty was very cool about it. He put him right in the spot. He said, hey, brother, we're good friends. Why are you doing this to me? and i respect those two guys with the podcast oh i have no respect well i I do and i I think they've got a decent little show well you know why because we can agree to disagree but still be friends and until they really do something disastrous where they attack me personally and or my family uh, and act like idiots then i think there's something that needs to be
4: said but you know what let them play Let them have their fun. Well, other than saying you were the most boring man in wrestling, I don't think too much negative has been said about you. But I take a great issue with, um, you know, I abuse older wrestlers. And they've used that headline even with um, people I've never met before. So I don't understand why they have this obsession with Boston wrestling. Um, I don't know why they wear their sunglasses at night. Maybe it's a vision thing. Uh, or they like the Corey Hart song from the 80s, I don't know. But So you want to know how I, I thought the best way to settle it was, Johnny, when our, our dear close personal friend that we abuse like a circus animal, Marty Jannetty Returns, I said, why don't we invite sunglasses at night to come up to this studio, and they can have two seats in this studio, and observe how mistreated these poor pro wrestlers are that they claim are are nearly beaten when, they're, uh, when they come up to town. My only two conditions would be they don't record anything while they're here, and they don't say hello to me because they're not worth my time, but they are welcome to come and sit and observe, and then they can have something more to report on what must be a pretty boring wrestling talk show with everything going on in WWE and AEW if they have to dedicate so much airtime to Boston wrestling. I think it's pretty sad and weak and pathetic, but... I don't know.
5: Well they give me a show a plug, that's for sure. Boston uh, Boston Wrestling's got a free plug. Um yeah, I'm not true. so sure that I would say don't speak to me. That's childish Oh well, I am. I don't want to say hello But that's to them. childish.
4: Well I'm being you know, childish you know, then. Yeah, when I would people agree. At- go online and attack me and put me down and try and uh, you know, hurt someone's reputation that they don't even know. And they've tried to, as you noted, bait wrestlers into saying certain things that they won't say. Like, for example, one of the hosts or messaged me on Facebook after the Marty Jannetty live incident from Father's Day. Oh, you know, can we have the footage to use on our show? That's not exploitive? No, I'm saying no. I would not release the footage. And I will not. It's been locked on private ever since that day. Because I will not embarrass Marty like that. If they wanted to use that footage, I would say that's pretty uh, exploitive in trying to embarrass someone. But Marty was smart enough to put them on the spot during the show. I agree. And they said, oh, no, 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 Marty. We just wanted to watch it to see it. Yeah, okay. I,
5: I agree. But you know what I say? I think sometimes the easiest way to settle differences is if you accept the invitation... I hope I'm here. I'll come down. I'll shake their hand. I'll talk I to won't. them. Um, well, you know what? Sometimes you just got to bury the hatchet. Sometimes well,
4: when it doesn't end, it's very difficult to bury the hatchet. Well, but see, there's a way to make it end. And That's why I think the invitation is, is kind of me. I agree. As opposed agree. to what I'd like to say. But I, I understand. And please you know how don't fiery say. I can Please, please be. don't say what you'd like to say. And you, I'm taking a page out of your book. As opposed to saying what I want to say, I'm just extending an invite for them to come and observe for themselves. Then they can be the official Andrew Dice Clay and Howard Stern experts that they want to be with but their sunglasses. The one thing that I disagree with what you're doing. All right.
5: Do not create a hostile environment. As soon as no, they, but you are. Let me tell you, you can't create a hostile environment because as soon as they walk through the door, the door, don't talk to me.
3: No, 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 no,
5: no, that's not what I'm going to say. Well, you just that said, don't there don't will be me.
4: two chairs. They, I don't want them to record anything, I agree with and that. I don't want them to speak to me. Uh, well, see, that's wrong, because the environment is already
5: created. I hate to use Trump's name, but you've already built the wall. Already built the wall. So why don't we just say... I thought it was kind to me to invite them. You know what? I think the easiest way to settle the solution or the problem is through a solution Because if you're not part of the solution, you, 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 must be part of the problem. So why not do it this way? You're invited here. When Marty Jenny comes back, come on down. The old man Cena, the most boring man in wrestling, as you say, is here. Come on down. Let's chat. Let's see maybe where we're really at here. Um, But I don't say invite them into the well of fire. Because it's very hard to say, come on in, but don't talk to me. Now, wait a minute. That includes any talent here? That
4: includes any people working here? When we, I see me, I just mean Dan Marotti. But Dan be, Whoever else they want to try and engage with is a their disposal. But what will happen is, you're the man.
5: This is your stuff. Boston Wrestling is you and... And Neal Melanoma, you guys started it. No, he's
4: not a disease, Johnny. He's, I, he's well, a we, I want him to be right. a disease,
5: but um, <laughs> this thing is a disease. Um, but I want people to know that that's not you. That's the old you. The new you is understanding. The new I'm you. i crying. I am. So my my thought is maybe I'm just old, and 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 maybe I sit back and and say, hold on. But my old thing is, you know what, guys. You're invited to come down to the studio anytime the door is open. We tape every Wednesday. I'm here, Dan's here, I'm willing to chat.